Welcome back to another episode of Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we are kicking off our long-awaited Getting Serieses series. I think we can both agree that 2020 has reinvigorated our love of series. It has been a long time since I really allowed myself to get lost in new worlds and like hang out with characters for multiple books. Yeah, I never thought when 2020 started that I would be reading series. I think particularly since starting Bookstagram, I was always terrified of series because once I start, I don't want to stop and I didn't want to devote all that time to a whole bunch of books all in one world when I was like, there's so many books to read. Um, And I feel like that was kind of my fear with reading series is that like it would take too much time away from other books. And it's true that I didn't read a lot in March. Uh, I didn't read anything in March other than A Court of Thorn and Roses. But it was the (laughs) most, I know. Wow. uh, Five, like how many seconds into the first episode? Not even. (laughs) I don't even know if we hit a minute. (laughs) I know. But like it was so, it was exactly what I needed. Like I think especially with being at home a lot during this time. Um, because of COVID and everything I think that getting lost in a series was really important for a lot of us yeah and I mean we had always talked about wanting to do a a whole dedicated like series of episodes to book series but I think once we both read Akatar, that really uh it sparked more inspiration about this because I had not read a series like that since I think I was a teenager. So yeah, it's been same. really great to find books that I love as much as an adult. Um, so in this series, you can expect that we'll be sharing a bit on the history of book series. Um, some of our favorites from the past, our current favorites, and of course, our recommendations for each other and you in our ever popular pitch episode. I know. I'm really excited. And it, I think... The pitch episode will be really interesting this time because I think a lot of the books that we're going to be pitching to each other, we've only maybe read the first book or we're just starting it because we're like, I know at least for me, I am just now getting back into series and I bought like when I finished Akatar, I bought like four full series of other books. I was like, bring it on, bring on all the fantasy, all the series. I used to be really really good at having shelf control when it came to that sort of thing until I yeah. met you yeah and I I'm guess so until, sorry. but like I guess until we started the podcast because it just became so much more important to me to have those things right away and something we mentioned in our last episode was the momentum of series mm-hmm. and how a difference it can make for your reading experience if you are able to pick up the next book right away because I I mentioned right. a lot um, how George Lucas says that the hardest part of a story is the beginning and I think a lot of writers can attest to that. I mean, I'm in the right, the middle of um writing a novel right now and I sort of went in and out of like writing vignette style of just mm-hmm. scenes that I wanted that I saw in my head and I knew I wanted and then had to go back and like gosh the dreaded beginning and establishing who your characters are is, is very difficult right and when I was um studying creative writing 
we were always told to start in the middle. Like we never were told to start at the beginning of a story. And usually where you think, like if you begin where you think is going to be the beginning, it usually ends up being the middle anyways. Um, okay. Like I don't know many people that write linearly. Like you may you may have an outline of where you think mm-hmm. your story is going to go. But in terms of what ends up being the first thing you write, it's never usually the beginning. Um, and so I think you're right. I think it, I think sometimes first books, especially that we like Phoebe and I are both very new to fantasy, but obviously it's going to be somewhat of a focus in this series. I think particularly with fantasy, the first book is hard because you're setting up this whole world and you Mm -hmm. really have to give the author some grace to make the tread stick you know to find some footing there and and allow this world to come together yeah um so I was doing a little bit of research on sort of like the origin of book series and like when did they begin um and I found it really interesting that in before obviously television existed families were always looking for ways to entertain their children especially in cold winters and they couldn't play outside as much or and all that. And um, book series were originally just for children for the most part. They were commissioned to be written because uh, children need structure and um, a book series generally follows pretty similar structure. And then they always had these characters to come back to as like sort of like an anchor and all of that. Um, And I definitely, I mean, I read so many series as a kid because Mm -hmm. I am always the person who just wants more. I don't really care about the quality sometimes, which is not my best, (laughs) not the best way to look at things. But if I fall in love with characters in a world, I am grateful for whatever content I receive. Well, what's so interesting is Sarah J. Mass, when she was writing... Uh, Throne of Glass I think I first of all I after I finished Akatar, I read every interview I possibly could about her and her writing style and like everything it did the same thing after Crescent City because I was searching for <laughs> clues for the second book but anyways <laughs> um, she I think Throne of Glass was not supposed to be as long of a series. And then she loved, like, she spent so much time creating these characters in this world that she just couldn't say goodbye to it. Um, and that's why it stretched out longer. And I, I think our, this came into the context of when she was talking about Akatar, because Akatar is currently, it is a, com- currently it is completed. I'm putting completed in quotation marks in that it's a trilogy that has a beginning, middle, and end. It is buttoned up at the end of the third book. We get a little treat in the novella. That's the fourth one. But it's like a a full completed series. But the world is not concluded. And that's what we're going to get this coming January is a new book in the Akatar world. And the series is going to continue through another character's point of view. And I think that Sarah J. Mass made it clear that she's doing that because she doesn't want to say goodbye to this world that she, I mean, think about how much I don't time want and effort. To. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to either. And like, it's not just like, it's so much for us as characters to get invested in. I could not even imagine being the author that has to come up with that world and all those people and make them feel so real and then just be like, okay, I'm done. And like yeah. move on, you know? Well, I also think that like the idea of like a non-traditional traditional or non-linear series is something that we've seen a lot in like 
yes the romance world right now which is i personally I love, love it. um especially with like the bromance book club books um and we talked about that with lissa when we ha- were able to interview her but also jasmine guillory's books um yes. she has five books that are all romance novels but they um each of them connects not necessarily in plot but the characters are all the same right and i think that that's such a great way to experience a series because you can pick it up at any point like i picked up jasmine guillory's in totally the wrong order i started with the proposal which is the second book i didn't even know it was part of a series when i picked it up um and i had never known that and I, i so i remember when the proposal was chosen as the reese's book club and i was like oh it's such a cute cover i love romance but like um I don't know if I can commit to a series because <laughs> I mm-hmm. thought it was like something that, so you, um, I'm kicking myself for it now because I could have picked it up then. Yeah. Um, and, and I totally started with that one. And then I, after that I went back and I went the, read the wedding date and I realized, you know, who the, like I, I realized the connection between the two. And then after I read the wedding date, I read the wedding party and then I read party of two and i haven't read royal holiday which i think is the least connected of all of them because it's a holiday special and it's like the mom of one of the well yes but so many people love it because it has great representation for like an older couple in romance which is not something we see a lot um and you know how i feel about royals so i think i am gonna read it and christmas (laughs) like this christmas and royals are my two favorite thing (laughs) your whole brand the whole brand like, I think exactly. when you have a house, Phoebe, you need to have a full, one of those, like, huge 15-foot Christmas trees with, like, gingham ribbon all on it and, oh, like, well, a so shrine. Nick promised me, like, a huge, like, art, because obviously we are still living in apartments right now because we live in the city. Um, and so he promised that he would get me, like, a giant Christmas tree this year because he was like it'll be our first married christmas where's it gonna like, go would you, it would go it would exactly where it normally is well we have rearranged since last christmas um but <laughs> i want like a we have um 10 foot ceilings so i could have oh, okay. like i could have an eight or nine foot tree yeah but <laughs> to get us back on track i love when series that like they can you can take more time with yeah. characters so you do get to have those wonderful moments um and, and oh i was gonna say some of my my favorites uh from when i was younger um it was always felt like a treat when you got to like get to those like like things that were like outside of the norm yeah um the special episodes or special yeah episodes, the special the special but I, two of the books that I've mentioned are actually, you know, I think we did talk about Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants in the YA, um, but I mentioned the Mediator series that I loved um, and uh, by Meg Cabot and then the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants by Anne Brasher, I think her name is. Um, both of those had adult, like, in the future novels. Oh, yeah. I remember Written later on. Um, which is just like kind of wild to experience, but it's also like, that's the type of thing I'm like, I don't care the quality of it. I'm still going to read it. Like I would read like 
And Sarah J. Mass was like, here is just like a random thing from Akatar, and it's 300 pages, but it's like from notes that I threw out. I'd be like, I would read it this instant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would re- I read fan, fan-, fan fiction, of course. I would read anything. <laughs> and it, it's like, I think it's so cool, the idea of a uh, YA series, and then you get like an adult perspective on it. Um, it makes me think of the Hunger Games, and obviously we just mm. got a prequel that came yeah. out not too long ago. I haven't picked it up yet. I have not either. I think it's interesting. I've heard mixed things. I wish that she had given us a, like, this, like, 20 years later instead of a prequel, you know? I Yeah, I want to know what life is like in the capital now. Yeah. Or, like, in Pan Am now. Like, did it change? Are things better? Yeah, because I know a a lot of people are saying that with a ballad of songbirds and snakes is that you know what happens. Right. So you're like, how do I root for this character when I know that it ends up being, obviously, like, the evil president Snow? Right. And so I feel like I would rather get a little bit of a future. And maybe we will. Um, Hunger Games is one of, when we talk about some of your favorite series that you read when you were younger, the Hunger Games was one of my favorite. Twilight um, was one that I really Twilight. enjoyed. And it's so interesting oh. now because I'm reading A Discovery of Witches. And it's like... And we're getting a new Twilight book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. But it's from Edward's perspective. Oh, interesting. Um, But A Discovery of Witches is basically, it is very similar to Twilight in that it's, you know, vampires and forbidden love and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's much more adult and much more complex, like true adult fantasy. Um, I was talking with uh, Jess at Epiblog, and she said, I finally hit my stamina for fantasy reading A Discovery of Witches because it's it's one that you can't just, like, tear through, like Akatar. It's mm-hmm. not quick. It's very, like, dense, but not in an unfulfilling or, like, boring way. In a very, okay, we can tell here that this is like a very complex idea and that the author has put so much time and energy into weaving this these fantastical elements into our history and i think it's phenomenal like versus you know with akatar you've got a whole new world right Mm -hmm. with a, a fantasy series like a discovery of witches it's our world but with fantasy intertwined into it. But it's not like Crescent City where it's urban fantasy. So it's like... it's a That's a little bit like um, A Curse So Dark and Lonely. Um, it, it The beginning totally threw me off because the beginning is in like our world. Yeah. And then there's like a transportation moment. And I was like, whoa, whoa. When I started like the first couple pages, I was like, what the heck is going on? This is... Not what I expected at all. And I've heard that there's terminology for it. So just like we kind of gave you some terminology in our romance series, we've got a um, high fantasy is something like A Court of Thorns and Roses, where it's a whole new world that's created. And like The Lord of the Rings. and Mm -hmm. And then low fantasy is something like A Discovery of Witches, where it's our world, but there's fantastical elements incorporated and infused into that. And then, um, so I guess like Twilight too, and yeah, and Twilight, um, and then you've got urban fantasy, which is uh, Crescent City, where it's 
still high fantasy, I think, but um, in that it's a whole new world, but it's set in contemporary times. Like, there's not swords and castles and all that. There's cell phones and city apartments and skylines and things like that. So those are that's yeah. probably like one twentieth of the terminology that fantasy. <laughs> but there's something. I've that's something I've just learned. I didn't research it before we talk about it here, but it's just something I've learned kind of reading these series. Um well I really wanna months. I really wanna uh read the Scythe trilogy. Yes. But Alex, illiterate cats, was like, I don't think you'll like it. This is like straight up fantasy. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like I could give it a try. I read the Game of Thrones books. Um, I think, not all of them. I think what she's saying is that what we've really come to love with fantasy, and this is what I tell the people when they're like, well, I really like A Court of Thorns and Roses. If you like romance, you'll like that book because it's it's romance fantasy. It's a subset of fantasy that centers around a love story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Scythe is not at all. Like, it's just straight up fantasy. There's no, like, yeah. love interest. Oh, I, I did read an urban fantasy. I forgot. I read Ninth House. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also yes. by Lee Bardugo. Yeah, Lee Bardugo. Um, she wrote um, uh, the Shadow and Bone, the Shadow and Bone series. And Six of Crows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a trip. Uh, that was my, I guess technically that was my first for, foray into fantasy um, besides Game of Thrones, which I felt like with Game of Thrones, I did have, I had watched the TV show previously and I started reading them. To fill the void after mm-hmm. a disappointing seventh season uh, or eighth season, would you and would you would you uh, read it or list it to Game of Thrones finale? List it. <laughs> Although you the, the it. actor, the 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 artist in me, the actor in me was so I understand like the fan uh, disappointment. Um, for the most part, I thought Game of Thrones did a really good job of adapting a book into a television show um the page to screen i mean george rr martin created a very clear world his writing is not difficult to read it's just like he has this like language in there and like the names that you spend more time trying to decipher than like what he was trying to say um but i know how passionate people get but when people are like refilm the eighth season rewrite it i was like no because they don't own it anymore (laughs) like it is out in the world that's not how it works um but i also think another good uh page to screen adaptation is outlander yes which we both have started watching in quarantine yeah and i've heard extensively like i wanted a new series to read or i wanted a new show to watch that i could get immersed in and Obviously, I'm hesitant to pick up a TV show if I know that there are books because I want to read the books. Um, But we've heard from several trusted sources that this has such a good adaptation that you could you could just watch the TV series and feel the same, like fall in love with the book or fall in love with the characters and everything just as if you had read the books. I'm a big fan. I didn't get the Jamie Fraser thing. And now I am so on board. I now, so get it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm so far behind. I haven't watched TV really in such a long time, but I cannot, like, that's the first thing I'm going to pick back up. I'm still on season one. Um, Really? Oh gosh. Well, the end of season one is actually, it, it's oddly violent. Not oddly. It 
shock to me. Yes, um, and that's what. Yeah, so trigger warnings there. I don't know what they are, but I've heard. I've heard it's very. Oh, I mean, shocking. trigger warnings for the whole thing. Like it is right. in the very first episode. There's like, that's I true. mean, it's it's violent, but it's also like violent towards women. Right. Um. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of violence towards women, misogyny. Yeah. Um. So be warned. <laughs> be warned. Um, what are you? What series are you planning? I know we talked about we're both going to read Throne of Glass. Yes. I still have to read Crescent City. I was supposed to read it this oh, month. Yeah. Where have and you been? I'm like I have like lofty goals that I'll still read it before July first, but I'm not sure. Um. I think I read it only in a couple days. I read it actually, I read Crescent City quicker than I read any of the books in Akatar. And I think it was just because there's that um, hurdle that you have to get over. And then once you get over that hurdle, you cannot put the book down. And so I think I was like trying to get over that. Like what we talked about earlier in the episode about this um, huge learning curve Crescent City is a full adult fantasy. It is very complex to understand the world. And so you have to like get over that hump before you can really see the story pick up. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of world building. I think if I can get my hands on the audio, that might help. Yeah, Um, I will send you. I have audio. I'll send it to you. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What else are you planning on reading? um, I'm reading the fifth season. What what, what is the series called? Uh, Broken Earth. The Broken Earth series that I didn't get bullied into reading, but willingly was just like, okay, I'll take that on too. (laughs) Read it or list it does a buddy read. That's what's happening here. We are both reading that at the same time. Which will be fun. Um, And then I also just got um, A Song of Wraith and Wraiths and Ruin, which I believe is the first book in a series. I'm not sure. Um, Oh, great. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. um, and then I'm, I'm gonna, I want to read Shadow and Bone. <laughs> I know. Shadow and Bone is on my to-do list. All of Lee Bardugo's books, uh, all of her YA books, are the Grishaverse, I think is how we're pro- I'm pronouncing it. Grishaverse. All of those books are on my to-do list. I To-do list. <laughs> to-read list and to-do list. Um, I really want to get to Six of Crows. I've heard that that one's the best. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, it's also a heist. And that is one of my favorite things to read I don't know why and I love heist movies um so I really am excited for that but I've heard that you've got to you want to start with Shadow and Bone first in order to get yourself familiar with this universe so I'm gonna read both of those and then um I have Children of Blood and Bone on my to read list that's yeah, awesome I I bought those right when they came out, and they've kind of just sat on my shelf. So <laughs> I'm hoping to pull those um, off my shelf this month. And um, I had started, this is not fantasy, but I had started Louise Penny's books. I was just going to say, yeah. I feel like we're talking a lot about fantasy, but there are so many other genres right. out there that do series. Like, I mean, even some of my favorites uh, – I mean, everyone knows I love Ellen Hildebrand's books because they're just, like, New England and home to me. Right. Um, and she has two series. Um, and then, obviously, like, Charlotte Holmes, the Charlotte Holmes mm-hmm. books are a series. I know. That was what's um, hard is that the the most recent series that I read are all YA and we just finished talking about them. So I, w- I would be remiss if I didn't say 
know, when we're talking about series, I think YA series particular. Well, a lot, even a lot of these fantasy that we just mentioned are all technically classified as YA. Akatar is new adult, but um, Shadow and Bone is is YA. Um, a curse of a curse so dark and lonely is YA, I believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So a lot are YA, but also Charlotte Holmes that we just read. Obviously, to all the boys I loved before is a series. It's YA. And uh, Truly Devious, which I just finished, is also a series. Can you believe? Oh, we haven't said this. Truly Devious, fourth book coming out. You heard it here first. Yes. I saw it on Goodreads and I was like, oh my gosh. Because I really have to read these now. (laughs) I know. Like, you heard it here first. We're going to get a fourth book from Maureen Johnson in the Truly Devious world. And if it was coming out in the next month it would absolutely be featured in here i cannot i have nothing but speculation on what it's going to be about um but we can't discuss because i've not read them yet yeah well if you have read them dm me or comment on the podcast post for today what you think the fourth book could possibly be about well i want to hear your thoughts we definitely are going to be able to talk about all of these books more and more of our favorites um and there's something so magical about series and even Mm -hmm. though they can seem intimidating and like a huge time commitment um i definitely feel like we can all benefit from slowing down and really like enjoying like a significant amount of time to spend with some characters definitely i think it results in a more fulfilling reading experience and um once you start loving a series it's really hard to stop So Mm -hmm. if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcast as it's the best way to support Read It or List It. And you can also head on over to our Instagram at Read It or List It Pod to share your thoughts on today's episode. We want to hear what what, uh, series you have been reading lately, what series you're looking forward to coming out, and what you want to see from us on this series. Yeah. How many times can we say the word series? I know. (laughs) Um, But we'll continue this conversation next week, and we hope you'll join us for our favorite episode, The Pitch, when Ashley and I each have 60 seconds to sell each other on one of our favorite series. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.